Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode. Um, I'm new with this. You know, I just got this stuff a couple months ago, and I've been playing with it, researching. But welcome to episode one of The Joe Show. Now, if you saw my TikTok that actually blew up and you're here, thank you. Uh, It means a lot. And like I said, we're going to start talking about my stories with cancer. And first, let's get into the background of things. So it all started my uh, sophomore year of high school. And life before that was, you know, I was a usual high school kid. I was uh, 15 at the time. And sophomore year, I one of my friends got their license, so we went out a lot after football games, after basketball games. Um, I played soccer, and I played baseball. And, you know, I lived your uh, casual high school life. And, and this time, uh, Fortnite was big. And so it was uh, in the spring and summer, baseball and Fortnite, and then uh, just hanging out with the boys. And e- even that year, uh, we tried our own uh, YouTube channel, which was a hit at our school, but we were essentially copying Nelk. And then that ended. But yeah, so I was just your normal kid. And everything started to happen in the summer. And uh, many people ask, you know, how do you know? How do you find out? Well, it wasn't just like, bam, I knew. It was more of a gradual uh, events, or what am I trying to say? Gradual uh, period, I'd say about from July to September. And the first time I ever noticed something was... um. I was at baseball practice, and I was an outfielder, and, you know, as an outfielder, before at the actual games, your coach hits you fly balls, and my coach was hitting me fly balls one game, and I noticed my heart was beating a lot faster than usual, and I wasn't really doing much, you know, I was just hovering under, hovering over to the ball and catching it and throwing it in and getting back in line, so that was weird to me, but I didn't really think much of it. And right after this baseball tournament, which was the last one of the year, we decided we'd go up north, me up north, me and my friend group. And up there, there were these stairs that went up to uh, the house from the beach. And when I climbed up that, I felt my heart beat faster and faster and faster. And once again, I really didn't think much of it. And earlier in the summer, um, me and my friend Austin, we would go on bike rides for, I don't know, three, four miles. I remember our longest was like 11 miles because we were just grinding, you know. And um, I think it was like early August, mid-August. I tried going on some bike rides alone, usual route. route. And I knew where I was going. I knew uh, how long it was and what to expect. But on the way there, I started feeling really, really tired. And when I got to this one part of the route, route, however you say it, I don't know how to say it, route, route, when I got to the one part of the route, um, I really had to stop and sit down for a good five minutes, because I was tired, and I thought, you know, it's hot out, middle of summer, no water before, no Gatorade, wasn't hydrated, so you know what, I took a rest and figured, all right, let's get back on and go home, well, I get home, and I get off my bike, and I'm, like, really, really tired. Um, I start to see, you know, some spots 
and I go downstairs, get a Gatorade, and basically just pass out on the couch down there. And by pass out, I mean I just fell asleep because I was so tired. But once again, you know, I figured no water, it was hot. So it was expected. And something that was really weird for me was uh, I was at a funeral one day. And we were all standing up for, I don't know, a long time. And the longer we kept standing, like the more uh, dizzy I got. And I almost blacked out or fainted at the funeral. And I started seeing spots again. And I sat down. And that morning, I had no breakfast. So I was like, okay, no breakfast, no food. Here we go again. But obviously in the long run, that wasn't the case. And I told my mom all these things. And we came to the same conclusion a lot. Like, oh, no water, no Gatorade, no food in the morning. And we just really brushed it off. But it kept happening, the heart beating fast over and over. More than I... uh anticipated. I thought it was just something that would go away. And one time I even walked up the stairs and had my mom feel my pulse and she agreed it was going fast. And so I said, yo, we should go to the doctor. And eventually we did. But before that, a couple other times, one time I was at the gym with my friend Austin and I'd gone there like a month earlier, did the same workout. Well, I go there a month later and I'm like, you know, doing the same stuff. And all of a sudden, yo, I'm like, bro, I think I'm too tired for this. I, had to, I have to go uh, sit down. And there I'm in the gym. I'm seeing spots. And I don't tell Austin. I'm just like, yo, I'm tired. Like, can we go? And we left. And the beginning of junior year started. And I walked from class to class. And every time I walked up the stairs, I was gassed. I was tired. I had to sit down immediately drink a ton of water. I didn't know what was going on. And I think a week into uh, junior year, I got the call from my mom. Yo, we're going to the doctor today. And that night we went. And in these 24 hours, 36 hours, my life really changed forever. So we get to the doctor's office, which was just the normal pediatrician. And they ask me questions and I tell them everything I just explained to you guys. And they're like, uh, has any of this happened before? I say, no, you drinking enough water? Maybe not. Uh, you drinking Gatorade? No. So they really couldn't figure it out. They check me out, uh, do an EKG, which is where they check my heart rhythm, find nothing wrong there. And then we're about to leave and they're like, you know what? Just don't get up as fast. Uh, drink some more Gatorade, get some electrolytes in you and you should be good. But right before we leave, on that note, my mom says, is it possible? Could he be anemic? And for those who don't know, anemia is uh, iron deficiency, which some people, when they get up too fast, they kind of fall down because they get all dizzy spells and stuff like that. So they say it's certainly possible because of the symptoms I told them in the stories. And so they take my blood, and first they try to prick my finger, and they get a reading, but they want to prick it again on a different finger. They get another reading, and then they say, we're going to take blood from your vein because we don't think our machine is right. And I really wasn't sure what that meant. So they take it from my arm, and they come back, and they say, well, it could be this and this or this. But the one thing that stuck out was they said, but it also could be leukemia. 
and we're going to check it out, and I'm going to call someone at the children's hospital about this. So they do that, and they tell us to go home, and in that moment when I heard leukemia, I was uh, really shook, you know. I didn't know what to say because I knew at the time that that was uh, cancer. And I remember walking out of there crying, and my mom said, don't worry about it. Don't freak yourself out. We don't know yet. And they call about an hour later, and they tell me that my hemoglobins, which is pretty much your red blood cells, or they help create red blood cells, something like that, is a 4.9, and the usual is like a 13 to a 15. And my platelets, which prevent you from uh, bruising and prevent you from stop uh, from stopping your uh, blood from bleeding, was really low too, like extremely low. And I remember telling them, like, I was doing 200 push-ups a day. Uh, I had nothing, like, serious, I guess, had happened. And they were kind of surprised. Like, they said, well, if you wouldn't have told us that, we probably wouldn't have figured it out because I looked fine. Um, my exams went fine when they examined me. And so I hear that. And my mom told me not to tell anyone, but I did tell my best friend, uh, Brandon. I said, Hey, Brandon, um, they think I have leukemia. I said I was scared, and he said, that's not good. I was like, I really hope not. Um, I'm really scared right now. I don't know what to do, and that was that. So my mom comes in. She tells me, and I remember sitting down at dinner. I was like um, really trying to keep it together because... You know, it's, I know what that is. She knew what it was. And I was like, I have to be strong for her. But I couldn't, obviously, because this was going to be uh, something that affects me uh, internally, externally. And I'm going to have to go through something that I never thought I'd go to go through. And the doctor told my mom that night we would have to go down to the children's hospital. And... She tried to get us to stay home for one more night so she could take it in, so I could take it in. But they said they really needed to see me ASAP to get chemo going, to get blood transfusions going, so she agreed. And I remember um, going to take a shower after I ate dinner. I was watching uh, Tim the Tap Man play some Fortnite to keep me smiling in the moment. And we packed our stuff up and we went downtown. And I remember drive the whole ride downtown. I uh, was crying and crying and crying and crying. And I didn't know what to expect. At this time, I was not used to needles, so I did not want get my blood getting drawn. And I was really just scared and upset and just didn't really know how to feel. So we get downtown to the emergency room, which is where they send us, and... My mom tells them, uh, he's from this doctor, the hemoglobins are low, the platelets are low, uh, and they said to come down here. And they wasted no time getting me in a room, and they came in and told me, uh, hello, I'm this oncologist, which is a doctor who treats cancer, and your son has ALL, which stands for Acute Lymphoblastic Leukemia. And it's basically a error in the bone marrow, and... Something goes wrong, so your body isn't producing what it's supposed to be, and instead, uh, 
losing all these blood cells like the hemoglobin and the platelets, which was causing me to have all those symptoms that I just brushed off for the longest time. And when we're downtown, I, you know, tell a couple more close friends from school, a couple from another school, and I'm getting blood transfusions. Like, I think they might have gave me two or three uh, things of blood. And this was probably one of the scariest and worst nights of my life because all night they came in, they were checking my uh, IVs, it was going off all night, and I'm still there, not really sure what's going to happen next what to expect and I know that uh, you know I've heard about cancer they tell you about it you know I've seen the ESPN like this kid got this or this kid got this and they got to do the make-a-wish and it just was really like I still didn't know how to take it in it was really hard to think that wow my life is going to change forever and Interestingly enough, earlier that day, it was I was in English and we had to write a journal. And the topic question was, name a moment when your life changed in the blink of an eye. And later that day, my life changed in the blink of an eye. So that night, um, I remember I had some assignments due in school the next day. I emailed one of my teachers. He, um, I finished this for our group, but I, sh- I won't be at school tomorrow. So can I send it to you so that you know that we all did it? Um, I emailed, I texted one of my friends who took me and my other friend to school because we didn't have our license at the beginning of junior year. Uh, Can you take the uh, kid across the street? Didn't say anything else. And I just sat there at night, watched some TV, really was thinking of what to tell all my friends. And that night I typed up a long, long paragraph telling to explain the situation to my five best, six best friends told them that I was in the hospital, that they found uh, my blood was not looking right, they found uh, that I had cancer, and that I didn't know what to expect, but that I was in good hands, and I was going to be taken care of, and that they could visit me as soon as possible. And I got some responses back, and I sent this before they went to school at like 6 in the morning, because I had been awake like all night, and they all said they loved me, they all supported me, and I think I even called a couple friends uh, the next night, and we had some really emotional phone calls. I told them, like, yeah, this is for real. Like, I'm not joking. And we were on the phone together, and we cried together. Because, you know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen the next day. And to have this happen to someone like me, who is a happy, healthy kid, all my life with nothing wrong besides uh, one bout with pneumonia, it really is shocking and heartbreaking and something that you wouldn't expect out of the ordinary, especially here, you know, like someone that you went to school with has now in this situation that, you know, it's rare to be in this situation and it's hit close to home. So I think it just really hit hard for my friends and my family. And uh, the day after I was diagnosed, they tell me that they're going to put a port in my chest. And in order to do that, they would have to put me under anesthesia and they would give me leukemia or uh, uh, chemotherapy in my spine. And they show me a stuffed animal on how this would work. 
they said, feel this lump right here in uh, this bear's chest, and I did. And they said, that's going to be you for the next three and a half years. And I remember they came in that night, or that day, it was during the day around, I think, four o'clock. And they said, we're ready to take you down in the uh, surgery. And I remember I, they put me on, I was on the stretcher crying. The doctor was wheeling me. I was down. I was crying. My mom was walking with me all the way to the operating room. And I was crying and crying. And I did not know uh, what to expect. I had never been in any surgery before. I had never been under anesthesia. And just two days ago, I was at the cider mill with four of my friends enjoying cider and donuts. And now I'm being wheeled into surgery to have something be put in my uh chest so they can put chemotherapy and blood in there through an IV and about four hours later the surgery was done I woke up and I had a subway and I think I stayed in the hospital for a couple more days and every day the doctors and the people in training and nurses would come in and update me on the situation uh, tell me the plan for the day and the worst part about it was the hospital food because that was uh, really bad. I'm sure there are a lot of you or some of you out there listening who have had the hospital food. It is not good. But um, this was only the beginning, you know. We learned that this treatment would take three and a half years, I think, which I'm still doing. I have 13 treatments left. Almost done. But they told me it'd take three and a half years, um... Some cycles are going to be worse than others, but eventually you only get treatment once a month, which is what I'm doing now. But there's side effects to all these drugs that they were putting in me, which is essentially poison to kill the cancer cells. And it's very nerve-wracking hearing this as a 15-year-old kid. And my birthday was only 23 days away. I had to wait to get my license, but I'll talk about that later. But this was only the beginning of the first month that may have been the worst month of my life, one of the top three worst months of my life. And I'll explain that in the next episode. But I hope you guys all enjoyed listening to this, and I hope you guys will come back to for episode two and hear about <laughs> the worst month ever. And hopefully I did good. Uh, this is my first episode. Thank you if you came from the TikTok. Uh, that blew up. I have more followers on there than my main account. But um, thank you, and I hope you uh, come back to hear the rest of my story, and then we can get into the fun stuff soon enough. Uh, follow the podcast on TikTok at the Joe Show Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Joe dot B U R R R with three R's, and on Twitter at Joe Burr eleven, where I'll post about when new episodes are dropping. Uh, thank you guys and. I'll see you in the next episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed.